Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> What's up, family? Come on in, come on in, come on in. This is Speak, a phenomenal show curated for you. Thank you for watching. You could be watching any show you're watching us. We don't take it for granted. I'm a man, Galacho, on the far end. Slick, Rick the Buker. Slick, you seem nervous about this show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little curious as to how much of our pre-show conversation is actually going to make it into the show. Okay, okay, like okay, okay, only 10%. Joy <laughs> Taylor, how you feeling? Great. Yeah. Great, let's do it. Eagles all-time wrestling leader, LaShawn, Shady, McCord. But we got to get started. A former number one overall pick in the game of basketball might be on the move. Zion Williamson, his time in New Orleans, it could be coming to an end. I just told y'all, former number one overall pick, but he's had some off-the-court distractions arise as of late, but also remember on the court, he rarely is available due to injuries. Now, the relationship between him and the team is growing sour, and he has minimal relationship. That's what people are saying with his teammates. Rarely do you see a number one overall pick potentially being shopped already, but that's what we're seeing. It is chaos with Zion Williamson. Slick, you have covered the league for 30-plus years now. You know the game of basketball better than anybody on daily television. So tell me, is it time for the Pelicans to move on from number one pick, Zion Williamson? It is not time because they would be selling damaged goods at this point. <laughs> yes, there are plenty of indications that they are listening. Uh, they uh, let go Teresa Weatherspoon, who was an assistant coach, who was very close to, to Zion. So this isn't just innuendo and rumor. There's some truth to it. To what level remains to be determined. But I, 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 the time to move him was either when he was an all-star for the first time and showed that he could play 60 games and what his potential was, or even earlier last season when he came back and demonstrated that all-star level ability again before once again getting injured. Now you have this cloud hanging over him. No one's seen him play since January. So you're not going to get the best offer, especially if we're talking about making a deal going into the draft or for the draft. Yep. There are going to be all sorts of conditions put on the draft picks that you might get for Zion in terms of how many games he plays or when he plays. It's like for those at home who might even wonder why this conversation is occurring right now, right here, number yep. one pick Zion Williamson, add some context to what has occurred with Zion since he's been drafted four years ago. He missed the entirety of a season. Right. He only played 29 games. Yep. He has off-the-court issues. Just add some color commentary for our viewers at home. Yeah, well, it really comes down to is he fully invested in the New Orleans Pelicans and the development of his career? No one qu questions the potential of him. But it has been one injury after the other. And then because of the innuendo with his relationship with the team and the team's reaction now to some of the off the court things that have arisen. Okay. The question is, uh, there's always been a question as to whether Zion is invested in the Pelicans. Now there's the question of, are the Pelicans invested in Zion? Well said. Joy, where do you stand? Is it time for the Pelicans to make a move from that first-round pick? No, I agree with Slick. It, it would feel very panicky and reactionary, and I don't know that you would get what you really need to get for a number one overall pick if you tried to make this move right now. Now, 
the Pelicans may no longer care because, as we have mentioned, Zion, for all his potential and the sheer, really, beauty and joy of watching him play basketball when he is available and the effectiveness that he is when he's available, he is never available. And it is a huge problem. He's played 114 games of a possible 308. Mm. That is wild. We've never seen him play basketball. So he's he's bordering and it's not time quite yet, but he's he's bordering on a bust for the Pelicans specifically. Like he's going to have some more years in his career, but all of the questions that people had about Zion coming into the league have been answered. Is he going to be able to maintain his body with an NBA schedule? The answer has been unequivocally no. Will he invest in putting to get himself together in the fashion that he can play as dynamically as he plays? with an NBA body and NBA schedule? Is he going to eat right? Is he going to train right? Is he going to rehab right? No, no, no. We constantly get these answers from around Zion. So it's it's not really the Pelicans' fault in that they had no choice. They had to take Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. There's been conversations about if John Morant should have went over him. We have those answers. You had to take Zion if you were in the spot. But... Zion has not lived up to his end of the bargain when it comes to being available, and a lot of that is reportedly because he's not invested. The problem is with this league, after a while, everyone kind of knows what your work ethic is. Everyone kind of knows how you approach the game. It's, not, it's a very small circle, the NBA. People talk to each other. Trainers talk to each other. Coaches talk to each other. So if you're going to move him, you're not going to fleece anybody else. So I really don't know where this leaves the Pelicans with him. 2-5. I say you stick with him. Don't, don't panic yet. I think that the Pelicans, they've been bad for a very long time. And I think that they're finally getting better. I think if Zion can stay healthy, I mean, we've seen what type of generational talent he truly has. I mean, he's probably the most explosive player I've seen play basketball. We just got to find a way to get him healthy. And, and if, if, that's, if that's more of fines or more of the stipulation you can put in there with the contracts, you know, nowadays with discipline, about your weight. You talk about Miami's, uh, um, how they, they've been running their fr- franchise for so long. They're big on that. They're big on, you got you to maintain your certain weight. If not, there's big-ass fines for you if you don't meet these requirements. Mm-hmm. So I think that Zion needs to go through something like that because we know what this team could be. You got Brandon Ingram that, that's on the team. You got CJ McCollum that's on the team. You got some players. And you need to have that type of players to, to deal in the West. So I wouldn't get rid of them yet. I think I would move on. And Slick, the reason I would move on is because Everything you all are talking about makes sense from an economic perspective. You do not want to buy high, drafting him number one overall, and sell low. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. But if you can't sell, period, then I'm not worried about selling low. See, I think about Zion. Right now, he's not contributing to the team as it stands. They were in a play-in game this year that he didn't even play in. Mm -hmm. So you got to make that math math for me. Last year, they made it to the playoffs, and he didn't even play. So what is Zion actually contributing to this mm-hmm. team? If I can sell for anything, then I don't care how low I have to sell. Beggars cannot be choosers. I don't always adhere to that phrase, but it is very literal in this moment. He's not contributing when they need him most. Yeah. He wasn't in the playoffs last year. He didn't play in the play-in game this year. So what the heck am I holding on to him for, Slick? Yeah. Because, because he's 22. That's, that's, I'm going to cut you off real quick. He's 22 years old, Acho. He got a lot of basketball to, to, to play. So my thing is, you go through the, the, the ups and downs right now, and eventually I think that he, he, would, he would, you know, change. Yeah. Well, and it's He's also, only 22. He's only 22 now. It's also what he can do when you do see him play. Okay. The last time we saw him play was against Philadelphia. He had 26 points, six Effortless. rebounds, and seven assists Effortless. in 28 minutes. 10 for 12 from the floor. Like, it's that... It's the idea of what he could be yeah. 
in a place like New Orleans that is never going to be able to get a free agent of his potential magnitude point, yeah. to come to New Orleans. So you, you, you were lucky enough to get the number one pick and, and have the opportunity to draft a Zion. And look, when he plays... He's electric. Yeah. He's must-see TV. They are a different team. You can see that. And so it's basically saying, you know what? We no longer believe that we're ever going to get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It looks good. And, Acho, I'm not, I'm not mad at you for saying, hey, look, it, it looks good. It sounds good, but it hasn't been consistently good. It's time for me to turn. It's time for the New Orleans Pelicans to turn the page. I get that, but I also understand why they might be reluctant to do that because to Shady's point, 22 years old, mm. and he's given you glimpses of something. Look, I, from the very beginning, I will say, 6'7", 280 pounds, when we say we've never seen anything like it. I've there's always said there's a reason because yeah. that physically just dynamic, physical dynamics is not going to allow you to play an 82-game season. But that said... Man, when he does play, oh, it is something. On, yeah, the whole you, you 114 games see. that he's played in four years. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. Get him on that court. But that idea that if somehow we can get him for 50, 60, even 50, 60 games, right? We can get him for a postseason. We can. It's. It's. Look, the Clippers are doing the same thing with Kawhi Leonard. It's not that it. different. Yeah. But how? One. How has that worked? Two. You all, this is not fantasy basketball, 2-5. We're talking about real life. You mm -hmm. want to get him for even 60 games. You've seen that once in four years. Mm -hmm. So there's a 25% chance, Slick, not my subjective <laughs> opinion. The objective data states there's a 25% yeah. chance that he'll play even 60 games. There's a 0% chance he'll play 70. So you're more likely to see him play no games mm -hmm. than you are to see him play 60. But you say that, so, so then how much leverage it is to, to trade him? If you're saying that he's never playing, why would a team want to take Zion? Because he, he got a big contract. Because there will be people who have the mindset, I believe, like you two on the far end, which is if we can just get him out there. The Pelicans know best. They know you can't get him out there. They also know the legitimacy or lack thereof of all the off-the-court issues. So the Pelicans actually know the dirty work. Yeah. They're better off moving him to a team that does But to Slick's point, different organizations have different prerogatives and standards. And they have different ways they have to sell tickets. Mm -hmm. And this is a business. And when Zion plays, again, is a big when, he is a big ticket player. So some organizations are not in the position to move off of somebody even if they don't play much. Now, look, this is a very unserious conversation. Like, this is, we're not going to have this conversation and then simultaneously talk about them competing for a championship. Like, we're not being serious about that. Right. If we were, then this, they would have moved him and this probably never would have happened in the first place because the culture that they brought him into wouldn't have allowed this. Obviously, none of that exists. I don't believe that this situation happens with Zion everywhere he goes. Where you go matters. And I'm not trying to be overly critical of the Pelicans, but I'm sorry. You do a lot of research on these guys before you draft them. You have to know parts of their personality. You have to interview and find out how they work. You have to interview and find out how they eat. You sit across from them and you can read whether someone is serious about what they're doing or not based off of all the information that you have. And then you have to put them in the best position to succeed. And then if he chooses not to do those things and it continues to affect your organization, then you either make a business decision to keep him there and keep trying to sell tickets and be in the conversation because you have him, yeah, or you move into a, into a different direction and actually try and win a championship. Well, but you, you can't say both. What you're saying, I, I, that's hard to do. You're telling me that you're supposed to look across a, a table from an eight-year-old kid and, this, and, and know if he's d doubting or not? 
No, you have to know you have to know how to support yeah. young players. And organizations do it all the time. It's not rocket science. I'm just saying, like, to, to, to know what you're getting, like, through the draft. Like, you really don't know what you're getting. You do just interviews for every sport. You don't know what you're getting. And then another thing, the, the pushback on you, because I, I don't know if I'm going for Zion or what it is, but I, I think he's a solid player. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he obviously has some issues with being injured. But you talked about injuries off the court. I, I mean, I don't know about none of that. I just feel like the main issue everybody wants to talk about, oh, well, they should get rid of him because he's been injured. Let that be the case. But when they try to put things in there about off the court, he hasn't got trouble with anything with, with an NBA on no, no issues off the court. No, but... The main issue it, should be his, about his injuries, and that but, should be it. But if you're the Pelicans, if you're the Pelicans, and you are the, the reason that you're holding on to Zion okay. is because of the appeal that he sells to the public... And now something comes out in the public that lessens that appeal. That is going to have an influence I, I, on I truly, if, if you can't I sell don't, court I don't, I don't tickets think that. I don't. because of what is happening with him you, off the you court. You think the people not come there because of not, not necessarily people not coming, but but your ability to sell corporate sponsorships. Yeah, I, I do. Over think that? that? Over a girl? Uh, who, sure. you de- who you for deal sure. with outside of basketball? Not the if John Morant waving guns and all this other stuff. You talking about if they want to use him in their advertising? Are you yeah. kidding me? You think that's going? You, you don't think so corporate sponsors? So you don't? No. Really? I don't. You don't think because of who you date? It's a million guys. Like, it's a million, oh, it's a million players, twenty-five and down. I'm like thirty and down. They have baby mamas or girls that come out and talk no. about that. That's not him on the court. Not the one. He's, he's not breaking not the no ones laws. That are the face of Yo, your franchise. We, name one. Name. I, I can't. I can't name a guy who's gone through what Zion is going on. I've seen right worse now. than guys come out, and, and I don't even. And been you promoted. haven't seen worse players do no, things outside plenty. of not at, not then promoted as the face of the franchise, the guy that you're building around. For for all my, my, my guys out there, I won't even bring their names up. But we can name. We sat here and named some players. Some of the greatest players of all time have done stuff, and they became the face of the franchise. The mo- well, the, most this, of those players also play basketball. Crazy. Yeah, the, the most important thing is Zion got to get on the court. Like, but regardless, uh-huh. the, the, the tolerance well, say, for what you say, have well, going say injury. Let's the say tolerance injury for then. what you have going on gets much lower when you aren't providing the service that you're being paid hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars to do. Let's just put it to, to injuries. No, that's nothing else off he the court. He definitely needs to get on the court. Yeah, that is a prerogative. He's got to get on the court. Well, speaking of somebody who was on the court the last time we saw him, Kevin Durant. Now, after the Bradley Beal trade to the Suns, the Suns have a new look big three. Does that put added pressure on Kevin Durant, one of the greatest to ever play the game? Don't forget, you can check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on SiriusXM. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. Okay, let's head to the most interesting topic the last three days in all of sports. The Suns made a blockbuster trade, adding three-time All-Star Bradley Beal. Now, according to reports, the move creates a new big three with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, KD, a two-time NBA champ. But many say being on a super team in Golden State was a big reason why he won it all. Wherever KD goes, opinions... Potent opinions follow him. Some are correct, some are incorrect, but they're an opinion, and everybody has one. Shady, what is yours? Is there more pressure added on KD after the Bradley Beal trade? 
No, I'm going to say no. And the, and the main reason is because no matter what Kevin Durant does, where he goes, people on TV, they just want to find a way to hate on him. If he goes out there and win a championship, they're going to say, oh, whoa, look at the team he had, super team. And if he doesn't, oh, look, he can't get it done without Steph Curry. It's always going to be this narrative of Kevin Durant. So to, to say added pressure, I just can't see any pressure. Hmm. It's going to be the same sure. thing if he wins or loses. I, and you agree. I like that right. you, I like but that you take. agree, though. I do agree. I do agree to some degree. The reason I do agree is because KD is always going to get opinions. Now, there is added pressure. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, let's hear it. When you take a step back and really think about Kevin Durant's career, an illustrious career at that, but think about who Kevin Durant has played with in his career. Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, now Bradley Beal, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and was coached by Steve Kerr. That's 10 Hall of Famers I just named. And Bradley Beal might be a fringe one. When you think about Kevin Durant's illustrious career, all those players shady and two chips. There is always going to be pressure when you are a guy like Kevin Durant who's teaming up with even more talent, even more superstars, even more all-stars. To me, there is is added pressure because that roster, that talent, the expectation, it comes with a whole bunch of pressure, Joy. Why why you got to do that? I got all these notes. Now I'm not going to use them. (laughs) Look, why are we so addicted to the struggle competitions? KD does not need to go to some desolate team with no players and drag them to the, like, why does he have to do that? Why does he have to suffer? He did his time. He was in Oklahoma City, Seattle and Oklahoma City for eight years, nine years. Mm -hmm. He took them to the finals, right? He did that. It was where he was drafted. Oklahoma City is not a destination in the NBA. He can do whatever he wants. He did not facilitate this. This is something the Suns did. Now they're going to make it seem, here we go, here we go. He's the GM now. He's the GM. He's the owner. He's writing the checks. You got pulled. You got a lot. Why is is KD the only one that gets criticized for this now? Mm. Well, I've not always criticized him in spite of what Shady might think. No, you do. You and Oscar definitely do. (laughs) And I have not. That's not even true. And I have not always suggested that he is the GM. But we saw in Brooklyn, he wanted to go there. He wanted to go there with Kyrie. He wanted DeAndre Jordan to be there. He got Steve Nash. And then he got Steve Nash out of, the, out of there. And what, from what we have heard in this instance, mm-hmm. he, was, he signed off on getting rid of Monty Williams. Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he recruited Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. He was... He, he got him there, or, or certainly wanted him there. Yeah, so instead, he should have asked for, like, some, some bum. No, right, Shady? no. I, I, I'm just puzzled on, like, how we know he just got all these people fired and hired. I, I never knew Kevin Durant had that type of fire. Oh, we heard about really? LeBron. We heard about LeBron. I never heard Kate. In, in Brooklyn, yeah. we knew KD. Come on, was, yeah, man. Shots. Come on, man. It wasn't... wasn't why? Okay, hold on. Why, first of all, why would Kevin Durant not be calling the shots? I'm not saying he shouldn't. I, I'm just saying, I'm yeah. talking about picking this player and that player. I've never heard of Kevin Durant doing that. Well, but, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure he has some influence. I think there how is. How you feel about this, Kevin, but not like that. And another thing is, when you talk about all these other players that he played with, it's funny how they don't get that same, the, 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 the same uh, blame. Like, he played with Westbrook. He ain't with no championships. I have it here. I just he played with Chris Paul. Chris Paul ain't getting no championships. I mean, I have it on the notes. I just didn't want to go. Westbrook. I want to... I, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Harden. <laughs> I was trying to go. He yeah. played with, he oh, played with 
Hall MVP. The only person to get criticized and all the blame okay, is since, Kevin Durant. Since it's crazy. You, since you asked, James Harden, his teammates that he has played with have combined for 12 All Stars while he was. Where's the championships? Read the championships, James. James Harden, Harden didn't have any. Uh, okay. and, and James has played with MVPs. Come on, yeah. Russell Westbrook. He is an MVP. Come on, Russell Westbrook. The teammates that he has played with have combined for 13 All Stars. Steph Curry, the teammates he has played with have combined for 14 All-Stars. LeBron James, the teammates he has played with have combined for 16 All-Stars. Kevin Durant, the teammates he has played with have combined for 17 All-Stars. So, objectively speaking, All-Stars. All -Stars. Where's the rings? Westbrook is a league MVP. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how many All-Stars he has. No championships. Of course, but the okay. stats would simply say, if I'm Westbrook, I've played with less talent than KD. No, 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 no Right? He he's a league no. MVP. He shouldn't. He should. He's an MVP. He's a Hall of Famer. No. Hard is a Hall of Famer. But now all of a sudden it's KD's fault right. that those guys Hold didn't on. combine Hold for on. a championship? Hold on. You, here, here's the distinction. We put Kevin Durant on a different level than we put James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Okay. Do we not? They're MVPs, though. I don't know how. Well, why? No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't. Why is don't it KD's there. fault? Just answer the question. Why is it KD's don't fault that when they played together, they didn't win a championship? Just answer the question. Do we put Kevin Durant on a higher a, level than Russell he's a, he's Westbrook a better player, or yes. James Harden? Yeah, he's a better, better player, player, yes. Okay, so. But they're in the same with, room, though, right? With great ability comes great power, comes great responsibility. Because Kevin Durant is as good as he is and has played with as many great players as he has, I don't think it's unreasonable to say, could you win a championship outside of Golden State? I don't think that's unreasonable to say that at the very least, it puts more pressure on him to live up to that. How much you slick? If he won a championship, this guy to the left, he's going to say, oh, I mean, look what he had with him. Devin Booker. Bradley wait, Bale. wait, but Shady, yesterday we were talking about how all they had was Booker and Beal and KD. So that one and, and there, there's nothing else on the roster. Right. I don't this, think he will win a championship. Yeah. For the record, I said that yesterday. Yeah. I will say that. What if he does, that. though? Then, what, then what's the story? He won't. What if he does? Uh, you don't want him to what say that. What do you mean that? if he does? <laughs> he that, I don't care. What do you mean you he won't? Care. What if he does? Because I haven't seen Kevin Durant win a championship outside. Hold of on. Let me give you a scenario. Crazy scenario, right? Wild. What if next year in the finals, <laughs> the Nuggets are the number one overall seed again, right? With that really good player, Jokic, yep. MVP, yep. champion. Yep. What if he gets injured in round one? Ooh. Ooh. And then they lose to whoever the eighth <laughs> seed is. I love the head twist. In, the, in, in round Ooh. one of the NBA playoffs, Shady, and the Nuggets are out. Dang, we thought they were going straight to the championship. They got Jokic. Things happen. Yep. You know, I feel like it kind of happened this year with... The Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis and the Miami Heat. Ooh, a lot can happen during an NBA season. Right. So the Nuggets are out, right? Mm -hmm. The Suns are sure. still in. Sure. Right? And then they make it to the Western Conference Finals. And they don't have a chance to get to the finals when they're not going up against the Nuggets. What if, I don't know, Kawhi Leonard gets hurt? And the Clippers don't make it that as far as they That is fair. What are those scrappy, those, <laughs> those so scrappy guys in Memphis don't actually pull it together like they do every single year? What, there what? are so many scenarios where a team like the Suns could make it to the finals. It's not a foregone conclusion that anybody in the West mm. is going to win that. Okay. It's not foregone by anybody else. By me and my money, the, yeah. I have already seen this too many times. The Nets didn't even make it to the Eastern Conference. The finals. Nets had a, had a first-time head coach and Steve Nash, who had no, zero, no coaching experience whatsoever. Who sure. signed off on that? 
It doesn't matter who Who's signed off of it. Really? That's what happened. I'm, okay. Who, who decided that? I'm saying stop comparing the, the Nets situation to the Suns. It's not the same thing. Well, of course it's not. James Harden's not there. Players are different, but it is a very comparable situation. Not at all. And Frank Vogel has, a, has years and years and years of championship level playing or coaching experience and has a ring. He won one championship. Yeah, years I wouldn't years go that and far. years of championship now, for, level okay. careers. I, wouldn't I don't know. I give up. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. Frank Vogel and Steve Nash are the same? Until, until no, Frank, no, no, no. Frank Vogel no, no, no. and Steve Nash are the same. No, 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 but until Frank, until Frank won that championship in the bubble, there were serious reservations about his resume and what he had accomplished up until then with Paul George in Indiana and in a number of places. I so, listen to people tell me for years in Miami how good that Pacers team was with Frank Vogel. I remember because I was covering the Heat, and all anyone could tell me good, was how good that team was. Good, but never good. Got there. Okay, but the difference is, Steve Nash, got, Steve Nash did nothing in the NBA coaching and got that. fired. Frank Vogel has a ring and a very long resume and a reputation of working with stars. It's not the same situation. It's not Fair. the same situation. But, but, but can we agree on this? Because we're leaping ahead to what the Suns will, what they will or won't do. Kevin Durant, choosing Phoenix, wanted to be in Phoenix, wanted... Uh, Frank Vogel is the coach and didn't want Monty Williams, wanted Bradley Beal as a teammate. How can we say there's not more pressure on him as a result of he's gotten all the things that he wanted, presumably, to go chase a championship? How does that not equate to more I wasn't even saying that there wasn't more pressure. I just put push back on the idea that it's a foregone conclusion they're not going to win a championship or compete for a championship oh. and that if they did win a championship that there should be more contingencies placed on this particular championship that discredit Kevin Durant's ability to be a champion in the first place, which seems to be the thing that follows him around his entire career. I'm not debating that. Well, we did a lot of debating, so... <laughs> We debated something. <laughs> we got one more topic to debate when we return. Dame Lillard, he could be headed Dame. to a new city. Dame is one of the greatest players of this generation, but he has no chips to show for it. Is he better off leaving Portland or staying? That is next on Speak. What a show we've I, won. I, I totally refuse to take day. the baton on that. I know. Like, just look at that. Baseball is back, and so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Well, Dame Lillard's job in Portland is currently in the city of Portland, but it could be on the move. Now, rumor has it that his days as a Blazer might be coming to an end. However... A report says the seven-time All-Star has left the decision up to the team and that he, quote, really wants to stay. Close quote, bring us on camera. Joy, I think Dame Lillard should never leave the Portland Trail Blazers, period. I think Dame should stay in Portland for the entirety of his career, and it is very simple. Dame's legacy is greatest in Portland, period. Mm. Mm. When you think about players who stay at an organization and never leave, that is when the legacy is most potent. And if you stay at an organization and never leave and you want to ring there, oh, well, the legacy cannot get any greater than mm. that. You think about Kobe Bryant. You think about Tim Duncan. You think about Dirk Nowitzki. Outside of winning a ring and playing for one team, playing for one team is about as good as it gets when it comes to your legacy. Now I enter the names of guys like John Stockton and even that of Reggie Miller. If Dame Lillard never leaves Portland, his legacy, it can't be diluted. It will be as potent as any player in the history of the game of basketball. You're talking about a player who's a top 75, top 50 caliber player, and he only played for one team, even to the point of sacrificing what may have been greener pastures, but likely not elsewhere. It makes no sense for Dame to leave unless he can guarantee he gets a ring. 
But if he can't guarantee he's going to get a ring, why in the world would you leave? It would be a foolish decision. But, Joy, where do you stand? Dame Lillard better off staying or leaving? I mean, there's no guarantees in life but death and taxes. Mm -hmm. So by that standard, no, he should stay in Portland. I am fine with whatever Dame wants to do with his career, and I think he will end up staying in Portland. We've talked about this offset. I don't even entertain the idea of Dame leaving for another team because he's been so adamant that he wants to stay in Portland and finish mm. his career there, and that's what he wants his legacy to be. And as much as I advocate for players taking control of their career and going elsewhere if they want, I give that same energy to a player wanting to stay somewhere and trying to win there also. I don't think one is more commendable than the other because I look at sports as a business. I don't buy into the loyalty to an organization or loyalty to mm -hmm. uh, the, the professional side of the game because the game will let you know mm. very quickly you are absolutely an employee and you are a piece to be moved around and you will be traded and you will be cut and you will be treated like it's a business real quick. That loyalty changes very, very quickly. So I think that it's great he wants to stay there because that's what he wants to do and he's earned the right as a player to do that. But if he were to leave, there are some locations <laughs> that I think he would do really well at. Mm. And I wouldn't be mad at him or think he was disloyal or think he was doing something to sell out if he was to leave. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to compete for championships. And while there are no guarantees of that, you, that's the goal. Everyone's goal is not just to, to go out there and play. You, you, you can see after a while an organization is not capable of putting the pieces around you to get you to that spot. Damian Lillard is an all-time great player. And in my opinion, he deserves the opportunity to play in an organization that has the capacity to get there. So you think if you're talking about... I think, no, I don't think he should, I think he should do what he wants to do. But what do you, th what do you think? I mean, I would love for Damian Lillard to come and play for the Miami Heat, of course, okay. obviously. There we go. But I don't, but I don't think go. he should do that just because Sneak I want him to or because, <laughs> but I think there is a sentiment that NBA fans outside of Miami Heat fans would like to see Dame play deep into the postseason and have an opportunity to win a ring because that is really, at the end of the day, when we put all the greats together, how we start to separate mm -hmm. them. That's, that's what you play for. But... I think everyone's in different situations. I don't compare the Kobe situation to, to Dame with the Blazers. The Lakers have shown the ability to win championships. They got a lot of banners up there. I don't compare um, Tim Duncan's situation with the Spurs to, to Dame. You have an all-time great coach in Popovich, an organization that drafts players, develops players, and wins year after year after year. They have a legacy in the NBA that's, that rivals all of them. So that's not the situation with the Blazers. Again, I think he should do what he wants to do, but... It's not the same situation. Shady, where do you stand? Is he better off staying or leaving? I would tell Damon leave. Just imagine having Dame Lillard in the playoffs, Western Conference game, right? Uh, him along with another star and, and, and having stars going against each other. I mean, I just think about, like, if Dame was with the Heat, the Heat and the Nuggets, right? That would have been a way better game. And we can really show, he can really showcase how great he really is. Now, we know he's great, but I think you really measure it from all the, the, the great players is in the postseason, in the finals, in the West First Conference, East First Conference, you, that's when you really measure him. And yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Dame, right? And I think that it's a reason why even Portland has been playing around with should we let him go? Because they, it's like you're wasting his talent. Mm -hmm. He's so loyal, and, 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 and he's from Oakland, right? He has that Oakland background. He's so loyal that you're keeping him there. Mm -hmm. But you should let him go. Let him go out there and get, and get a championship, or at least compete for one. Because we can, Joy said, the, the two things that's guaranteed is, is uh, what, taxes death and, uh, and taxes. death? taxes. And Portland's not going to win a championship. <laughs> That's part of the guarantee. So I will let him go. Go out there and get a championship, man. Yeah. At least compete for one. I agree with everything that you said, E. 
about all the value of him staying in Portland. And I would continue to agree with that, except that he has said that he would be willing to go someplace else. Mm -hmm. He's talked specifically about the Miami Heat, and that's a place that he would go. Through all this time, he has been steadfast in saying, no, I want to win a championship in Portland. It's just been in the last month or so where he said, you know, but that Miami Heat team, if they don't win a championship, man, I, that, I'd love to go there, right? He opened the door to that. So now I know he's thinking about that. And as I look at the Portland Trailblazers, as constituted, they're not winning a championship. Mm -hmm. He's 33 years old, right? He's going to make 50 mil million each of the next two years, Ooh. 60 million in the two years after that, Ooh. per, right? If there was ever a time for him to step off, he's done his service. It's a little bit like KD in, in Oklahoma City. Yep. You've done your time. You want to go and get the one thing that you haven't accomplished and that you're not likely to accomplish here, go on your merry way. But now that he's said it, now that he's put it out there on the table, to me, I, I, I don't know how he finishes his career in Portland with me not knowing that he's considered going someplace else. That changes the whole thing. If he had been steadfast from the very beginning and said, no, you know what, no matter what happens with my career, I'm either winning a ring in Portland or I will be okay if I don't. The fact that he's thinking about Miami tells me that he's thinking about, I want to win a ring. I'm thinking about just, okay, you talked about like, if you stay in one team, like you, you won't get no bigger. Like, like you be big, the biggest is, is yeah, ever going like to get. That legacy. Like the, the legacy part. Yeah. yeah. And like, I look at other guys and it's like, I agree with you, but if he leaves Portland, I mean, who's going to be a bigger player than, than Damian Lillard for the Portland Trailblazers? Nobody. So you, you still want to have that legacy part. I'm, I'm always going to think of him as Trailblazer. a Trailblazer no matter what. I think everybody will. Mm. So you can't really get no bigger with the legacy for the Trailblazers. But you can get a bigger legacy Elsewhere. if you go for another team and get a yeah. championship. Because he's that good. He's that good. Slick, I got a question because Shady brings a good, good point. And Dame Lillard, I do believe there's like an unwritten rule of you can't criticize Dame Lillard. I think there's just kind of an unspoken code of conduct on television where you can't criticize him. Yeah. We keep talking about how the Trailblazers are a destitute organization, a destitute franchise. They're not going to win there. Is Dame Lillard at all culpable and responsible for not bringing winning there? Because the Denver Nuggets, we recently celebrated them winning a chip. Destitute franchise had never won before. Jokic yeah. helped them win. The Milwaukee Bucks hadn't won in 50 years. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he helps them win. The Dallas Mavericks had not won. Dirk and Whiskey 2011, he helps them win. All of these organizations and franchises were destitute, like the Trailblazers are destitute. Is there any culpability that Dame Lillard has? Because in 2018, I believe it was, maybe 19 or 20, the Trailblazers had a roster that was good. It was solid. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mm -hmm. the Warriors, obviously. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay. They were solid. Right. And is he culpable at all or no? It's all the Trailblazers' fault. Yeah, no, I think there's some culpability on his part. But I, I look, they did win at the time. They went to the playoffs eight consecutive years in a row. That, no Longest other team had done that yeah. with him, right? And they did get to the Conf Western Conference Finals uh, at least once. So he consistently got them to the postseason, no matter what he had around him. And you can make the comparison to Denver and Milwaukee, but you can also make the comparison to Sacramento and to Orlando mm -hmm. and to Charlotte in terms of small market teams that have struggled to get free agents to come to their franchise. So I think it's a combination of the two. 
The one last thing, uh, the reason that I'm a proponent of him going to Miami is because unlike most other places that he would go to to try to win a ring, he would instantly go there and be viewed as the missing piece and arguably the best player on the team because of what he's done individually. I think he has the opportunity. Yeah, Certainly it's be. not like he's going there to the perception being that KD went to Golden State and kind of coat rode his way to championships. I don't agree with it, but there was that, that, that perception. I don't know that that would be the perception I got to cut Miami. you off for the last little bit of this conversation. Miami's gone to two championships, as Joy reminds us, in the last four seasons. They've mm-hmm. been competitive whenever they are healthy. If you're Miami, why would you shake that up? Because you likely have to give up Bam or Hero. You're not just going to get Dame Lillard for Caleb Martin well, and Gabe Vincent. You, give- you just watched what happened in the finals. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not giving up Bam. And, and Portland is, I mean, we saw it with Bradley Beal. Like, did they get... Did they get equal they value nothing. back? They didn't get, oh, I right? say nothing, but they didn't get... They didn't get anything close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, if you... Because Chris Paul is still a player, sometimes but the, like, if, they ain't if really... If the great player doesn't want to be there anymore, you got to make the best of a bad situation. I will give up Hero. He got to go. For uh, Lillard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got to go. Oh, coming up, we got to go to break. But when we return, Kevin Durant and Aaron Rodgers, they were recently hanging out in California, I believe. Now, which future Hall of Famer has had a better career? This is the most interesting and intense conversation of the day. Come back for that one. That's next on Speak. Never seen Aaron look so small. <laughs> Okay, take a quick look at this pic, y'all. I want y'all to see this. See this nice and close. You'll see Kevin Durant and Aaron Rodgers, two peas in a pod, hanging out recently on a basketball court. KD and Rodgers are both future Hall of Famers in their perspective. Sports stacked resumes. So the most interesting question after I saw this pic, Shady, was which one of these guys have had the better career? This one was Mm. tough for me to answer. I want to give you the first stab at it. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with KD. Just because of the championships. He got two championships, yep. two finals MVPs, and he got an MVP. Um, it's a tough one, though. A-Rod a- got a great career, too. I mean, the championships mean the most, though. Fair. He got four MVPs, but the championships mean the most. So I'm going with KD. I like that. Joy, where you at? I mean, I think it's, I think it's obviously KD. Mm. They both played wow. 15 years. The only real disparity is the league MVP. So if you think that being a better individual player means you have a better career, then you would go with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is the first battle Hall of Famer, incredible player all time, super talented, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's not a diss. Hmm. KD's just accomplished more. We're talking about a more successful career. And I guess Aaron Rodgers isn't done playing yet. We'll see what happens in the, hmm. in the gangrene. But they played 15 years each. KD has two titles, two championship MVPs, one league MVP, 13-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA. He's just had a better, more successful career. That's tough. I, I was oscillating back and forth on this one. I actually landed on Aaron Rodgers because of the four MVPs. I landed on Aaron Rodgers because I'm like, yo, if you, if you were the best player in the league yeah. four times, I'm like, oh, that's hard to do. KD, clearly, he's done what he's done. But the interesting thing about Rodgers, for whatever it's worth, and maybe it's just because me and my natural inclination of bias, nobody debates what Rodgers has accomplished. Even Rodgers' MVPs were not usually like, ah, should have went to Josh Allen in 2021, though Josh Allen had a fine season. Ah, when he won the Super Bowl, he shouldn't have really won the Super Bowl. I believe the year they won the Super Bowl, they were the sixth seed, had to go on the road in every single game in order to win the Super Bowl. So it wasn't even like the year he won the Super Bowl, he had a 
easy path if there is such a thing. So that's the reason I would lean Rodgers is because four MVPs. But Slick, you watch both sports. Where you at? Yeah, I'm not even leaning Rodgers. I'm full. I'm all in on Rodgers. Largely because even with the four MVPs, I feel like there's a period of at least 10 years where we were talking about Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback, pound for pound, talent-wise in the league, regardless of what the accomplishments were. And while we have talked about KD in that vein at various times, it's been sporadic. There's been periods of maybe a year or months or periods within a year where we talked about him as being the best player. And so uh, Joy makes a great point. It's like, how do you define what's a great career, Correct. right? Is right. it like the overall accomplishments or is it just the perception of what you were in doing your craft? And if it's that, like, I, I, you know, Aaron has taken a hit, uh, I think, over the last couple of years. As KD has, I and mean, this is what's interesting about this comparison, because both of them are polarizing. Both of them are not just defined by what they've accomplished as athletes, but all of the surrounding innuendo that has been spurred by their personalities. Uh, uh, what? What? I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the league MVPs. And Shady, you bring us up all the time. When you really think about it, you're not really competing against the rest of the league in the NFL when it comes to MVPs if you're a quarterback. KD's really legitimately competing yeah. against the whole rest of the league in the NBA. Really only quarterbacks win MVPs anymore. So you really kind of have to be the best quarterback on one of the best teams and put up the best numbers to win MVP in the NFL. Not that it's not a great thing, but you're not competing against the entire league. You're not competing against Aaron Donald. But you're I not can... competing against the best receiver. Okay, but it always say... goes al almost exclusively quarterback. to a quarterback. And, and while we don't count this against NFL players, we do count, count it against NBA players. And since we're doing a comparison, I have to mention, KD's been to four finals. Aaron's been to one yeah. Super Bowl. The only, in 18 years. The only counter I would have is... In the midst of Rodgers' first two MVPs, a running back one MVP. Rodgers won his first one in 11. Adrian Peterson won in 12. Rodgers won his second one in 14. So at least during that era of Rodgers winning his first two, there was a conversation of non-QB sneaking in there and winning one, though, with Shady knows Adrian Peterson sharing with Shady as all-decade yeah, running back. 2,000 yards. He, he did something. And off the knee injury. Correct. He so they, so they, they had to do it. Yeah. Now, the only thing, though, Slick makes a good point. This would be my strongest Rodgers argument. Rodgers was the best at his position, many would have said, for about four or five years. Because the, the Patriots had that mm, Super Bowl Tom Brady was, was still playing. Well, remember, the Patriots oh, had this, a gap of winning Super Bowls from, like, 2004 to 14. People were arguing that Aaron Rodgers was more talented than Tom Brady. Correct. But now we can look back because we are actually looking back on careers. And while they, people were making that argument, they were, in fact, wrong. Well, I'm saying 10 to 15. Because in 10 to 15, Brady wasn't winning. No, Brady didn't win a Super Bowl. I think he won in 14. Uh, Rodgers had won the Super Bowl and won two MVPs. I think there was that period where Brady could have said, yo, I am the best. Undisputed. Undisputed. Whereas KD has had to share the freaking light with yep. LeBron, had to share the light with Giannis, had to share with yep. Steph, had to share with Jokic, had to share with all he's sharing it with but all we're not. But we're not talking about if Aaron Rodgers has had the best NFL career. We're talking about comparing him to Kevin Durant. 
Yes. The the point being, KD has never been able to unequivocally say, I am the best. Neither was Aaron Rodgers. So wait, wait. I, I feel like when, when they both were on top, I, I don't I don't think I was saying that A-Rod was better than Brady. I wasn't saying that. I don't think a lot of people were saying that. I think they were saying he's more talented. I think it was a period when I think he was saying he's more talented. When he, a, when he won a ring and he won the MVPs, I think there was, I, even if it was only a two, three, four. I mean, Brady won, he won in 14. Am I tripping? 14? No. Oh, yes. Brady won in 14. Yeah. I mean, that's so, if you're saying Rogers won in 11. Rogers won in 11. Okay. And then he won an MVP, what, 12? Uh, won an MVP in 11, won an MVP in 14. Okay. Four, that's what, okay. So even like better. That period. So when he won, a, when he won the MVP in 14 and, and Brady won a championship. In 14. I mean, I still wasn't saying A-Rod was burning Brady. You see what I'm saying? So what I was, was never that? saying that. What was that, that, like a three-year period? That four-year so period. So there was definitely a th- at least a three-year period where the conversation about if Kevin Durant was the best player in the league that was a legitimate up. conversation. Come on. With LeBron, okay, well, come but, on. But it was debated. It and was so, just, but so was Aaron so Rodgers. Was Aaron. I, think Rodgers, I, I thought Rodgers was the greatest quarterback for that period, yeah. but I understand, like, if people would have said it was But Brady. I'm saying the same thing would, went on this with KD. Correct. Right, because LeBron was there. But KD had them two, three years. Everybody's great. <laughs> oh, the mom of the show, uh, figuratively speaking. Uh, coming up, Tyree Kill is hyping up to a tongue of Iloa again. Is it crazy to call him the most accurate quarterback in the game? I love when Tyree Kill steps on a mic. It's always interesting. That's next on Speak. Tyreek Hill, he pumped up Tua Tagovailoa, his quarterback, in his first season with the Dolphins, and he's at it again, heading into year two. He said he's obviously got, quote, the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Joy, you are the resident Dolphins fan, so do you like Tua saying that Tyreek's saying Tua's the most accurate? I love it. He should gas up his quarterback. He said this before they actually had played together, and we were all like, Rah! is he dissing Patrick Mahomes? And he's not. And he was actually kind of right. Now, there are other accurate quarterbacks as well, and I don't think he's taking a shot at anyone else. Tua has the highest completion percentage on downfield throws. That's 20-plus air yards, minimum 30 attempts in the league. He is an extremely accurate quarterback. When he's available and he's playing well, we see how it translates. So it's not like he's lying. Mm -hmm. It just sounds like he's saying he's the best quarterback, which is not what he's saying. You love it or hate it? I mean, I I like it, but he's definitely lying. What do you mean? Two of the most accurate in the league? I think it's He good. has the highest completion percentage on downfield throws. So you think, and he has the third highest on intermediate throws. All right, so I'm just asking you for your opinion. You, yeah. think, you think he's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL? No, no, no stats, no read, no line. Just, you, you, but, we can sati- but we can statistically track it, though. Like, we can say... When you watch Tua play... Right? I think Tua is an extremely I, I, I accurate quarterback. Yeah. I think he's in the conversation. Yeah. Now, I, where I disagree, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't use a stat to validate it, but I would say I'm with Joy. I think he's Don't the stats for this particular conversation, like, sort of matter? He was 19th in completion percentage. Can we just be honest? Listen, listen. Overall. I think that... I love that he's doing that for his quarterback, building him up, confidence. I, would, yeah. I did that before. I, I get it. But we're not going to say, y'all not going to tell yeah, me that he's more he's one of the most. Say that. But well, don't, okay. don't make, well, don't make, don't make, why is no, he going to say that? No, no, but if I write down some quarterbacks that's, that's more accurate, yeah. y'all going to be like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, no. right. Tell me somebody who is unequivocally more accurate than Tua. To he say said, that, wait, I will wait. To say that Tua is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL is crazy. That's crazy. I wouldn't say unequivocally. I'd listen to the conversation. Well, you're not going to say, obviously, Tua is. No, but he's what he said. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, though. I love it, though. You're just your quarterback. What are we talking about?